Thank you for joining me for your MMA scoop. This is Ray Zomopatsu. Ed Button is on. This is episode 50 of Ray's on a plot of sleep. You motherfuckers been waiting a long time for this. I promised I would deliver, and here it goes. Y'all know my shtick. You can catch me delivering all the best guests from MMA Twitter, and today is the hottest guest on the MMA Twitter platform. The boy Mac Malley. Come at me, bro. What's up? I trained UFC, man. Come at me. <laughs> yeah, dude. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. Doing real good. Looking forward to the fights this weekend. Hell yeah. So uh, the card this weekend is pretty good. Um, I haven't really dove into it because, honestly, man, I've just been looking forward to chatting with you, bro. You know, I know you're saying you're a normal guy, but you're the guy on MMA Twitter. How did you become the guy? Dick jokes and memes, bro. You know, like, I ask myself the same thing all the time. I hit 30,000 followers the other day, and, and I, I don't fucking know, dude. It, it, it's mind-blowing to myself. That's a big milestone right there. 30,000 followers. Not a lot of guys can hit that. So, uh, But I think that, you know, you keep everything lighthearted. You got your jokes. You stay in your lane, and it's, it's all love. You know what I mean? And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I like to see spread across the platform. Uh, there's a lot of uh, handles out there that aren't so much about spreading the love. Yeah. Well, you know, I I got to admit, I, I wasn't, you know, I was skeptical to do a podcast because I, I wonder why people would want to fucking hear from me. But, uh, you know, if it helps you and helps your page grow and your podcast grow, I, I'm really happy to do it, man. So I can't so, appreciate yeah. that. can't tell you how much more or I appreciate that and the opportunity to chat with you, man. So. Uh, I discovered you about three years ago. That's when I stumbled upon your page. Uh, and you were dropping the lines about the ankle picks, and you had the pictures with the Huskies. So you, you, before we started the podcast, you said you're a dog lover, man. Can you tell me a little bit more about you loving dogs and your Huskies? So, like, when I was a kid, dude, I was fucking terrified of dogs. And it wasn't unwarranted. Um, I got mauled by, I think I, okay, so I got mauled three times, like ripped up, my arm and leg ripped up, um, never hospitalized or anything like that, but just beaten the fuck up by three different dogs. Two of them were pit bulls. I don't hate pit bulls or anything, but they just, so dogs just scared the fuck out of me, dude. And so like, I mean, one time when I was, I barely remember this when I got yanked off a bike at UNM. University of New Mexico. We were, I was riding my bike around. I was just a little kid, training wheels and everything. And he yanked me off my Batman bike and fucked me up. My mom almost beat the girl's ass, you know. And so that started it. And then there was another time I, I got chased and bit by a dog. And then the third time, I was walking. My mom and her friend were, you know, I was still just a little kid. My mom and her friend were at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And they were having a coffee. And I said, "Well, this is fucking boring. Can I go over and buy some candy?" from the store next door and she said sure so she gave me five bucks i go next door and as i'm walking back there's a dog store next to that starbucks and some lady had her pit bull again off the leash right there and it corners me and 
I'd been attacked two times and already had tons of close calls with dogs. So I'm looking at its tail. It's stiff as a, a rod, you know, it's looking at me and I'm like, oh, fuck. And it's so it charges at me and I, as it reaches for my leg and bites my foot, I start fucking just, I, I feel bad. I don't, I don't like hitting dogs, of course, but I beat the shit out of it with a long ass Laffy Taffy. You're fighting for your, your life. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, uh. I don't want to say beat it off because that sounds wrong, but <laughs> I, I fought it off with um, a Laffy Taffy and a nerd's rope. And Smokes. then my mom almost got in a fight with that lady too. And so that really started my whole relationship with dogs. I was always terrified and I always wanted a dog because I saw the companionship they had. And I just always thought wolves and huskies and Malamutes were just the coolest dogs. So right. when I was 18, I spent a lot of time by myself. I date and whatnot, but I lived by myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I wanted a companion. So I got a wolf hybrid. And I was still fucking terrified of dogs. Like when I was in high school, bro, and I'd be, you know, going on a date with some girl. And she says, well, my dad wants to meet you. I'm like, okay, well, do you have dogs? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if she had a dog, bro, I'd, I'd any excuse in the book for me to not go in there. Right. I was just horrified of dogs yeah. so anyway back to uh when i was when i moved out and was living on my own as an adult young adult um i found a guy who was selling uh wolf hybrids with malamutes oh so nice. uh, so i signed up for one and I, you had to go down there and meet him a couple times and yeah. and uh he had to kind of check you out and see if you're he wants to give you one of his dogs yeah. and yeah. you know we just hit it off and uh i was fucking terrified that sounds uh, scary dog dude the mom was a full-blown gray wolf from oh, a shelter shit. and the dad was a uh, alaskan malamute purebred 130 pounds oh, and so shit. i was fucking terrified but you know so i got my alaskan malamute wolf hybrid and it, she was just you know just my anchor dude for everything Word. so um but even as she grew up bro I would look at her while she'd be sleeping and she'd look, you know, she looks like a wolf off national geographic. Damn. And I'd look at her. I'd be like, fuck, what did I get myself into? That thing could fuck me up right and, there. You'll sleep. Yeah, dude. So, you know, um, me and her built a, a relationship over years. And I mean, if anyone that knows me in real life knows, you know, Shane and Kiowa. Oh, yeah. well, I just dropped my name. Mac is a nickname. And I've said this before, mm -hmm. but Mac is my nickname. Shane's my real name. Uh, Matt came from baseball when oh, I played nice. with my older brother. I, I played varsity as a freshman. And so his, uh, my brother's friends would always make up nicknames or whatever. And they started calling me Shane O'Mac Malley. Oh, nice. So like, that's, where that, that's where that comes from. So Like uh, the WWE guy? I don't know. I don't follow WWE. I know that there is Shane McMohan. Yeah, Shane McMahon. Uh, Matt, they call him Shane O'Mac. Yeah, I think like, sometimes. Yeah, so it probably came from something like that. I'm not sure, but they just always called me Shano McMally. That's and that just became my nickname. So McMally, dude. It it rings bells across MMA Twitter. And let me tell you something though. About that story, you just like reopened so many horrible nightmares for me <laughs> as a black man being scared of dogs. I am just a walking stereotype in that form. Like, I don't fuck with dogs. Little oh, dogs, man. big dogs, medium dogs. I'm like you. You got a dog. 
I'm staying away. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've been there, bro. My friend, my best friend had a little tiny uh, mini Doberman. So, I mean, it was the size of a Chihuahua. And yeah. it took me forever. He'd be like, dude, it's just a fucking Chihuahua, basically. It's not going to do anything. And I'd be like, I don't want to kick it if it attacks me, dude. Like, <laughs> it just took forever to get over that shit. So I feel you, dude. Big, small, it don't matter. I don't know that dog's intentions. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I just closed on this home. This is why I got this nice space. It closed April 29th. Uh, and we're thinking about getting a dog because there's a cat lady that lives a few doors down and cats are just roaming the whole neighborhood. They got into our crawl space dog and that like was horrible because the cat started having kittens in the crawl space. Oh, fuck. Man. So it took us a whole month, basically the whole month we've been living here to get those kittens out. So I'm thinking about getting a backyard dog. Well, not necessarily a backyard dog, but like. Something to kind of roam the property, you know. No, that, I mean? that's a, honestly not a bad idea. I mean, I live on a ranch, and <clears throat> uh, like we got problems with stray cats all the time. The people mm. from next door, you know, they'll they don't take care of them, so we get these uh, feral cats, and they mm. breed, and they yeah, you know they yeah. have two, three fucking litters, and then they migrate over to our barn, and they live mm -hmm. in there. And Gokhan fucking hates cats, dude. Uh, so man. he's literally dragged my girlfriend across the property chasing a cat while she's holding on screaming. You know, oh, Matt, get out here. It's How fun. big is Gokhan? He looks like a pretty hefty dog. He's 130 pounds, and he when he stands up, he's about five foot six. Lord. Yeah, he, he's a big boy. And the new one, Banshee, She's going to be probably about, she's a female. She's going to be about 100 and, 110 so, minimum. So that's actually a good good segue because Gokhan's almost as popular as you, the owner <laughs> of Mac He might be more popular sometimes, man. He, <laughs> he, he's something else. And it, for anyone that doesn't know, I've said this multiple times, I don't run that account. Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't log into that account, account if I fucking wanted to. Wow, that is kind of the a part of the mystery and almost yeah. the coolness of it. It's just how did they get those pictures? Uh, I, well, I sent him the pictures. Oh, so okay. like he popped up out of nowhere. Like one day we were talking on Twitter about PS4 versus Xbox. Nice. And I said I have PS4, Xbox, and PC. And then this picture of fucking Gokhan pops up on my screen and says, "Stop embarrassing me, nerd." <laughs> and so that's that was the first tweet he ever said and you know it was funny right off the bat and we tried to figure out who it was and then me and the dude kind of came to the conclusion like this will be way funnier if i don't know who it is yeah and i'll send you pictures to use and we'll just talk shit back and forth and it's just worked out like if i was doing it myself dude i swear i would be i i wouldn't i wouldn't be into it i think that's <laughs> part of what made I mean, maybe what made you hit the 30K followers? Because, you know, I I saw when that account came into play. Um, and I saw that you had admitted that that's not you running it. So it's always been this big mystery. Um, yep. And I think that that interaction has definitely helped propel, you know, your account. And you all know you say you're just this regular dude, but you got a pretty cool lifestyle, man. That's a cool dog. Thank you, man. He is. <laughs> he is. You know, and what's funny to me personally about the gokhan account is mm -hmm. it almost fits his his personality the way that that dude um you know 
riffs with me, bro. Like, I'll be like, God damn, Gokhan. Like, I don't sit there. Like, if it was some dude I knew named Corey, you know, I'd be like, oh, fucking Corey. Shut the fuck yeah. up. But because I don't know who it is, it's like, fucking Gokhan. You know, it's, I don't know. I think that's that's the reason it stayed funny. No, I, I understand that. Uh, I actually, right around the time where I initially reached out to you to do this podcast, uh, I actually reached out to that account as well. And, you know, I didn't know what to believe. I don't know if it's ran by you. I don't know who it's ran by. No one knows. So I'm just like, hey, man, I we can maybe get a voice changer to make you sound like a dog, whatever. <laughs> Come on the show. And we can make this happen. I would love to get Gokhan on this show. That would be fucking hilarious. Well, I can tell you, the dude that runs it, like, because we DM a lot, but we just never, like, I know he's got a girlfriend, and I know, you know, what he does for a living and whatnot, but I don't know who he is. And yeah. we just, we just don't, we don't go into that. And That's good. I, I catch a funny picture of Gokhan, and right away, just send it off to him. <laughs> And he's got like some Photoshop uh, skills as well, because he'll doesn't he have? Will he throw like some meat next to his picture? I think he gets someone to do those. I've never asked him, but I've always assumed. I think someone does those for him. Got it, got it. So speaking of meat, because we're about thirteen minutes through this thing, man. The twenty minutes is already almost done. It's crazy. But uh, speaking of meat, what's up with the jerky, dog? Dude, I never would have foreseen how this jerky thing went. Um, <laughs> it, it all started with just people wanting to try my food and, you know, open a restaurant. And, like, if I'm being honest, opening a restaurant would be a fucking pain in the ass. That sounds and like a nightmare. Yeah. And then the way that restaurants work, you know, from what I've looked into, like, my the way I cook and prepare food just wouldn't be realistic for retail. Um, you know, you show up, you go, I want, I want some fucking... You know, I want a, a bacon wrap boulder burger. They're like, okay, well, it'll be done in about an hour and a half. Right. You know, right. Like, yeah. Sure, I can make a bunch of those, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem hit. like a realistic thing. And you look at every restaurant, they have these pre-made meals. They just reheat. And that's just not something I was into. So I thought, well, I can't package up a burger and ship it. But Ben Khan, um, shout out to him on Twitter, he mm-hmm. – uh, kind of introduced the idea of doing beef jerky to me and i was like well fuck so pit boss sent me that smoker grill to start um you know cooking on and whatnot and shout out to them too and uh, i thought well fuck i'll try making some jerky so i spent a couple months kind of perfecting a recipe i have a very unique recipe and style of jerky and uh dude it's just blown up like i mean there are people that have waited months there's UFC fighters that are still in my DMs asking for a jerky, and it just I feel like shit because I can't pump out. I can't nearly meet demand on this shit. That's so, good. That's a good problem to have. It is. It is a very good problem to have. So you know, it's crazy. I mean, on my best weeks, I'm shipping out five packages. You know, different. Uh, you know, boxes through UP- USPS. You know, uh, a week or every day. Damn, you know, so like that. Yeah. So, so where mean, do people get a hold of your jerky? Like you said, is it just in the DMs or you got a website going on yet? I had a site made um, and I just have too many orders, dude. Like it, I feel like it would be 
it just wouldn't be good to launch a cool site you could order from and then you know you hop on and you oh let me get some of this jerky and it says oh well we're sold out yeah so yeah. I, I need to get and i'm working on this currently i need to get a um a place like a separate kitchen um type place which i i have lined up right now mm -hmm. uh, to start producing more buy more dehydrators and more yeah. smokers because because of the way i do it so um yep. when yeah. i start pumping more shit out there will be a website and uh, in the meantime, it's just really people hopping in my DMs and I put you on the list. So there you go. And that is a wonderful problem to have. I know there's a lot of jerky or even any kind of, uh, I guess, product company that would be begging for that kind of demand. So, uh, hey, man, ride with that shit. You know I'm, I'm I mean? very lucky, man. And the people on MMA Twitter have supported me through that shit. And, you know, I, I try to support them back and give back you know so absolutely I, I just i really appreciate it absolutely so uh we will talk fights because i know people are like hey man i've been listening <laughs> to this episode for almost 16 minutes and these dudes ain't said nothing about no mma so <laughs> uh <laughs> the last four minutes we'll talk a little bit about mma but not necessarily the card okay. um what do you think about <laughs> our man mike perry Allowing his new chick to be in his corner. What do you think about that, Matt? I think it's fucking hilarious. Okay, Great. I think there's a bunch of shit. Uh, like, I thought of, like, 30 jokes today, I swear to God, about <laughs> what, you know, things that might transpire with this, this going on. Like, you know, first of all, I find it hilarious, like I said. And uh, I just can't wait to hear what she has to say, if anything. You know, and then it really helps us out that there's no crowd, so we're going to be able to hear. And not are, to pile are. on him. I mean, the guy has kind of lost a lot of – he had a real big swell. Dude, everyone loved Perry for a long time. Right. You know, he was that psycho dude, you know, and like that clip of him, somebody's going to bleed, someone might die. That shit's fucking classic. But then he just carried on being a normal self, and it's kind of – seemed to hit the wrong nerve with people you know he's, yeah, he's yeah. said some things that are definitely controversial yeah, and yeah. now he's not nearly the fan favorite he was so it's going to be hilarious to see what she does you know or says and you know i i'm just imagining he sits down and maybe gall's fucking him up i hope he wins just i hate gall yeah, i don't know why yeah. dude i've never liked gall i feel like he takes all the easy fights and, and I don't know. I just don't like his face. No, I don't you're know right. Gall has had a few easy fights in his uh, in his UFC career, and he's and taken full advantage. He sure has, but he really hasn't. I mean, this, the fights that you know he sh should have won uh, against Alex Oliveira and uh, who else did he fight and take that loss to Diego Sanchez? Mm -hmm. In my opinion, those are fights that you should win if you're Mickey Gall. Um, so if he loses against Mike Perry. You might have to go do something else, dog. You're uh, gonna have some trouble if he gets KO'd by Mike Perry. Yeah. You know, but I'm just I'm looking forward to after round one, what we get when his girlfriend comes in the ring and and he says, Oh shit, he he's just holding me down. I can't do shit out there. I don't know. Or you know, Gall's just bashing me up and she goes, Oh, is do you think Panda Express is still open? I'm getting hungry. Like, <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch how that plays out this weekend. But uh, there's one other topic I wanted to talk about. The Daniel Cormier-Steve Miocic fight is being negotiated right now. Apparently, Steve Miocic wants to do this in a smaller or a bigger cage. I am on the end of defending Stipe in that matter. I think that Stipe would be uh, on the back end of the beneficiary for fighting inside a smaller cage. He's fighting one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And in a small cage, you're going to get pushed up against the fence real easy if you're fighting Daniel Cormier. What do you think about that decision, Mac Malley? Um, You know, I think I think you're right. Um, it seems like DC, I mean, he said it himself, DC's looking forward to the 25 foot cage. He wants the 25 foot cage. He wants to wrestle. He wants to be Curtis blades in this fight. I mean, that's word for word, what he said. Mm-hmm. And so, um, being steep, a, what's going to be interesting is to see whether or not he decides, you know, I'm not doing it unless you, uh, something about the light lighting setup in the cage you know, so if you don't fix the lighting setup in the cage, I'm not doing it. I mean, I guess that's an actual possibility from what I've su- what I've seen. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. But uh, at yeah, the end of the day, I think the five foot cage or the five foot 25 and 30 foot cage, the difference is a little overblown. I don't I'm not Dana White. I don't think that there is no difference. And it's an illusion, I think he said. But uh, when you think about it, it's it's two and a half feet on each side of the cage. You know, it's still five feet, and these are the big boys. I say they do deserve the thirty-five, the thirty-foot cage, mm-hmm. but uh, it, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. That's going to be interesting to see if if uh, Stipe really plants his feet. But if he doesn't, you know, I do think it favors DC, like you said. Yeah, um, I I've witnessed you know the last few cards where we have seen really the upper echelon of the UFC talent get into this apex. Cause usually that center is held for like the contender series where you get, you know, some, you get some prospects, but most of the time they're B listers. Let's be real. And uh, now that we're seeing some A listers getting there, we're seeing these fights get finished a lot quicker. In my opinion, you're seeing, we saw three leg kicks out of what? 12 or three leg kick finishes out of 12 in UFC history. In my opinion, that's got to be a little bit more than a coincidence. They just don't have anywhere to run. You have nowhere. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So that's where the, the smaller cage becomes a factor. Like, like for Daniel Cormier, Stipe won't have uh, nearly as much room to move uh, as he would like. Um, And that's why I think they should go ahead and just let that man get what he wants. This this is the last Fight, don't change shit. That's what I'm I feel, you know, I, I like that point, to be honest. And, you know, the UFC might owe it. I don't know how much it fucking costs to build a new cage or add five feet on and change the lighting structure, whatever I saw them talking about earlier. But uh, it can't be that maybe much. Maybe it wouldn't they, be a bad idea to week. just make that cage 30 feet. Yeah, they do it every week. At a, maybe if, if it's a space issue, I can understand that. But I, I don't even see that really being the case. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think Stipe being the champion, I don't think it's it's uncalled for for him for him to ask for that. And uh, I think it shows with the way it seems. DC's you know chopping at the bits like fuck yeah, I want that twenty five foot cage. So yeah, you know, we already know. I'll watch the fight regardless, though. You know, but out of all the title fights coming up. I'm more, 
I, I might be in the minority here. In fact, I know I am. I want I want to see Burns versus Usman, dude. Oh no, no, no. That's the most hype fight of the uh, year so far. I don't know, dude. I took a poll through MMA on point. Um, their Twitter account, like last week, it oh. said, What's the most anticipated fight or title fight? And I said, Usman and Burns, uh, Jose Aldo, um, and uh, Yvonne. yep, and then I'm drawing blanks, dude. Uh, Steep A and DC, DC, of course. And then what's the what's the other one that's happening? Callaway and Volkanovsky. Okay, yeah, and by far dude out of like i think 2000 votes or something 58% were for steep adc and i found that i think people are mad dude they wanted to see masvidal versus usman and i might be the only one i don't care to see that i think i, mean, I want to see it, it but i think that usman would win it this fight i think burns wins this i'm with you bro i think wh where's usman comfortable Having his opponent on his back, you know? You ain't getting and Burns there. That's not somewhere Burns has any any trouble being. And then Burns is a type of fucking nut. He's down to fucking throw on the feet. So, yeah, I mean, bro. like, you're not going to have some conservative dude holding back, getting dragged down, taken down, held down. You're going to have a dude that's just willing to throw bombs, bro. My uh, only thing about this matchup is I... I want. I wish I could be a fly in the on the wall in their training rooms. I want to see who's really oh, getting the best of yeah. those matchups because I we have no glimpses yet of really who's the guy. No one's really said nothing, and I'm like, damn, somebody's got to know something. About I'd say who's if they don't say it. It probably means it's Burn. either close or Burns is whooping his ass in the that's gym. What that's what I'm thinking, dog. That's <laughs> so, I'm that Burns. If you listen to this podcast. Mac Malley and raise on a plot of soup say bet on Burns. Dude, <laughs> how would how would he call for a fight? He knows he loses 10 times out of 10 in the gym. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? He would say he'd be like, dude, I don't beat you know Usman in any rounds in the gym. I'm not trying to challenge for that. He would either go back down to 155, win a fight, call for a title shot, or you know, say, give me fucking mass of it all. Who knows? But I don't, I don't understand why it would be the smart move at all to, to challenge a dude that beats you routinely in the gym. It doesn't seem wise at all. And, man, uh, that's, that's going to be interesting. Hey, Matt, we've already done our – we've done 25 minutes. We oh, got gosh. carried away. So is there anything you desperately needed to say to the people before we get out of here? I love you. <laughs> that's good. A lot of people need to hear that more. They do, especially nowadays, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the opportunity to interview you. I believe this is your first podcast, yes? Yep, first awesome. podcast. Awesome, man. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Keep listening to Ray's Oma Plot of Soup. We'll keep pumping them out. Thank you, Mac. Later, bro. All right. Well, 